and welcome to another new episode of Cracking One Open. I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. And on today's episode, we'll be cracking one open, taking a sip, talking about the beer and uh, take some tasting notes. You know, the usual. The I guess. I mean, I, I, I tried to make it seem exciting, but we're going to be <laughs> doing the usual. But with a different beer than Consistency we've ever Consistency is key. Really? Right? What's the beer we're doing? Well, this week... We are cracking open Harvest, a seasonal brown ale from Long Trail Brewing Company, which is located in Bridgewater Corners, Vermont. Ooh. <laughs> Founded by Andy Fairson, the brewery was originally located in the basement of the Bridgewater Woolen Mill. And according to their website, the first batch of Long Trail Ale a German alt beer, which is now their flagship beer, rolled off the line in 1989. And at the time, the craft brewing industry in America was on the rise, and Vermont was better known for maple syrup than for beer. Huh. Now it's known more for... I mean, I guess it's still known for maple syrup, but it's almost All, as synonymously known for, for beer. Yeah. Vermont's uh, like where it's at. <laughs> exactly. So when Long Trail Ale hit the taps at local watering holes, it blazed the trail for Vermont's craft brewing industry. Originally known as Mountain Brewers, the company changed its name to Long Trail Brewing Company shortly after their relocation to Bridgewater Corners in 1995. It's a good choice of name change. Yes. <laughs> um, so the, the name Long Trail was inspired by the 272 mile long hiking trail that snakes through the green mountains of Vermont. And the fact that they became commonly known as the Long Trail Guys. I mean, if you're known as the Long Trail Guys... You really don't have a choice at that Yeah, point. you just got to kind of lean into yeah, it yeah, roll at with that it. point. Yeah. Uh, so now when they first started out at the Old Mill Brewery, the greenest part of their operation was the glass that they used. Besides being green in color, the original Long Trail Ale bottles were actually recycled and reused Beck's and St. Pauli Girl bottles. Mm -hmm. The bottles have changed since, and along with that shift, they have become more environmentally friendly with their vessels, including cans, etc., etc., etc. Aside from their environmentally sustainable practices, Long Trail also has a passion for serving their community in Vermont and beyond. Long Trail's commitment to charitable organizations is part of their footprint that they take great pride in. Every year, they partner with nonprofit organizations to sponsor a host of events, uh, such as the Century Ride, which is a 100-mile bike ride, uh, which is a fundraiser that benefits Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I could never do that, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> but back to the business. In 2006, Long Trail was acquired by its present owner, Fulham & Co., which is a Massachusetts-based private equity firm. But then in 2010, Long Trail acquired Otter Creek Brewing and Wolliver's Organic Brewery. Wolliver's? Wolliver's. Okay. Uh, and then an update to that, <laughs> Long Trail was most recently acquired by Harpoon Brewery in June of 2022. Uh-oh. Is Harpoon big beer? Mm, no, but it's big. Bigger. Big craft beer. Yeah, I guess it's big enough to buy Long Trail. Yeah. But Harpoon's pretty big, yeah. So Long but Trail, I don't think Harpoon's big, owned by any of the big beers yet. Yeah, it doesn't seem seem to be the case. So Long Trail distributes its products throughout New England, New York, New Jersey, 
Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, and the District of Columbia. However, 45% of its beer is consumed in Vermont. Wow. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm we don't see a lot of their beer on tap around here. And when it is, when it is on tap, it's usually just the long trail ale, which is a solid fucking beer. I love it, but we don't see a lot of variations on tap around here on tap. No, mm, but I've had, I feel like I've had a couple of long trails, but yeah, 45% in Vermont is, is pretty good. That's pretty crazy. Especially considering how many other, breweries you have in vermont i mean it's mm-hmm. not like vermont's the biggest state in the union well i'm not saying 45 percent of the beer in vermont is no, long trail 45 percent of long trail is consumed in vermont yeah yeah when you yeah. have the choice of a bunch of other places mm-hmm. and they brew to so many other states yeah that's still pretty impressive yeah so as i mentioned at the top harvest is their seasonal brown ale for the fall long trail says quote We mark the end of summer with the release of our seasonal brown ale harvest. Vermont maple syrup is added during the brewing process and yields a lasting sweetness on the palate that's guaranteed to warm your soul alongside the rich chocolate profile and earthy hop character of this classic American brown ale. Harvest clocks in at 4.4% ABV, has an IBU rating of 18, and pours an auburn color. Auburn. Auburn. That's slightly red, but also slightly slightly brown. brown. (laughs) (laughs) And that is what I got. Where's the rest of your information? I know. So this was also, if you you listened to our episode last week where we featured Maku. Maku um, was really good. That was a suggestion from... Again, I'm assuming, I I think his name is Joe, up at Total Wine in West Hartford. This was his other recommendation. Um, And, of course, I jumped on it because I love brown ales. Mm -hmm. However, it seems to be a pattern whenever we cover brown ales on this podcast that there's really not a lot of information when it comes to hops and malts and all that. And I don't know why that is but unfortunately it was also the case with this one where there's just not a lot and there weren't a lot of reviews online i mean it is highly rated on like the big websites Mm -hmm. there's just not a lot of information about the beer itself Mm. and its components weird yeah it's what hops in here there's hops (laughs) i think You didn't boil one down, put it into your chemistry set, and then figure out the hops one by one through like little test tubes. <laughs> Reverse osmosis. Just like lighting bolts and, and loud bubbling sounds coming from your laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> Eureka! I've got it! <laughs> Citra! <laughs> so yeah. It's uh, it's about time to crack this baby open. Is it drink o'clock? It certainly is. All right. <laughs> All right. Time to crack these open. Yo. I'm going to crack this one open with my official Butler Clan <laughs> bottle opener that I got from uh, my best friend's mom went to Ireland and we babysat her dog. 
uh, for puppy set. We puppy set the dog for a while. The dog that used to be on our podcast all the time. Yeah. Our, um, our first official third co-host. <laughs> uh, and so this is an official bottle opener from my family name, Butler, because <laughs> uh, it is an Irish clan. So let's open the, this for the, the first clan time. of the Duck. Bonus points to anyone who gets that reference. I mean, it's, it's DuckTales. No. No? Nope. Clan of the Duck? Yep. McDuck? Nope. <gasps> I mean, they were a Scottish family anyway, but I have no idea what you're talking about now. All right. <gasps> Ready? Yes. All right. Usually we open these and put these in bottles, but since the episode already described what the beer color is to us, we decided mm-hmm. we're going to drink these straight from the bottle. Because like, it's, how often do you really get to do that anymore? It's so seldom. Usually everything we buy is in cans that we have to pour into the glasses. Yeah. So we're going to drink these from the bottle. So cheers, baby. Cheers. Oh, such a good clink. <laughs> such a good clink. Because <laughs> we don't have to be afraid of smashing our glasses. True. And I, I even feel like when they're full it depends on the shape like the clink depends on the shape and the fullness yeah yeah oh i get a lot of like malt and i get malt chocolate and maple maple yes maple's where i'm getting that sweetness yep i don't know about chocolate but i can kind of see where you're getting that chocolate all right i feel like chocolate is like just a you keep talking i already took a sip sorry (laughs) i don't get the chocolate in the sip Oh, I get a little bit of cacao, cacao, I guess. Cuckoo. That's that's just in the brown ale. That's part of brown ales. Yeah. Oh, I do get that maple, but it's not sweet. I expected this to be a little sweet with that maple note, but it's I, not yeah. that sweet. I was honestly a little because I'm not in any way against maple, but maple can be very overpowering very quickly for me. Well, in a beer, especially maple is very much associated with, I feel like maple stouts. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes like a heavier, sweeter beer that I know you're not going to like Mm -hmm. or not going to like as much. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Owen Wilson. (laughs) Wow. This is good. It does have a lot of. Stout notes, though. Yeah, it's very rich. It's rich. It's got that chocolate kind of backbone mm-hmm. with the maple syrup finish. The first thing I get, though, is that wheat followed by a, a swift cacao note. Yes, it's it's fleeting. <laughs> but then it finishes with that maple. But usually in a stout that has maple, mm-hmm. it's maple through and through. Yes. And that's kind of what I was expecting. Like I, I trusted the the recommendation, but <laughs> at the same time I was like, mm, this might not be like my favorite, but it's also a brown ale. And I feel like this is definitely something like right up your alley. So, right. And you love brown ales. I do love brown ales. I think this is a, for anybody who hates pumpkin beer, which I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. You can hate the hype, but if you're from New England, pumpkin's the fucking shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you can hate on it all you want, but at the end of the day, you're going to be like, God damn, I want a pumpkin beer or yeah. pumpkin pie yep. or pumpkin passy. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. You want it. This is a good substitute for that. If you're, if you do love the fall, but you aren't that big in a pumpkin. Yeah. 
this is a really good like this also reminds me of fall in a way that it does. doesn't have to it be very pumpkin. much does and doesn't have to be so mapley and heavy that i can only have it in the wintertime when i'm looking to gain 400 pounds and drink <laughs> a bunch of stouts hibernation status yeah I will say along the same lines that you were just talking about, there was another beer that we covered last year called Harvest from a different brewery that was also not a pumpkin beer, but had those fall vibes and it was excellent. And I, I think we ended up buying like a second six pack of it. Let me let me look it up real quick. It while was you... called Harvest? Yes. Because I like when... When I bought this, I was like, I feel like we might have done this. But at the same time, I knew we didn't do anything from Long Trail yet. I mean, that's the thing about calling your beer because something generic like Harvest or Pumpkin Beer. But yeah, you got to name something, something more original. If you want to be the only one, I'm sure if you looked up Harvest, it's going to be so many. Just like Oktoberfest. How many breweries have an Oktoberfest beer? And it's literally just called Oktoberfest. That's it gets really complicated, especially when you even in Connecticut, a state with not too many breweries right now. Although it keeps growing and growing. So many are just called their Oktoberfest beer. Oktoberfest. And you get so many different beers of the same name. It's got a nice carbonation. It's not too much, but there's some. Yeah, I feel like even if we poured this out, this wouldn't have a huge head. Mm, Yeah. I feel like it would have, it would have a kind of fizzy head a little bit. But yeah, those notes of cacao and maple are just really strong. They play well together. Yeah, they do. It's like the cacao kind of calms down the maple maybe, mm-hmm. and that's why you only get it at the end. But then the maple kind of beats down or pats down the, the cacao, so you don't get an overly chocolatey flavor. But you do get a decent amount of it. All right, I must be losing my mind. As I say, I don't remember us doing a beer called Harvest. I really do. I really, really like I have a, such a strong like flashback from the name. But yeah, that was a fail. I'll have to continue my research. I swear there was another beer for, called Harvest that we had. I think I want to say it was like Southern Tier. That's my. I mean, initial. I guess that works. Although Southern Tier. I still need me some pumpkin beer. It's true. I've had my shipyard. I've had my rosemary. It's pumpkin time now. Yeah, I got to have the rest of my rosemary's variations as well. Mm -hmm. But those will come during the pump, the rosemary's baby fest. Ha! Harvest Autumn IPA from Southern Tier Brewing Company. Good job, baby. That is 100% it. Oh, snap. Yeah. Did we not do that on the podcast? Apparently not. I don't have any pictures of it on our Insta, but I I am 100% sure that we had that and we were in love with it. There is no doubt in my mind. It's Southern Tier, so yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> going to say yes. <laughs> There's no doubt that, that we loved it. But this beer is so good. It's extremely drinkable. And and I mean, 4.4 ABV. Yeah, it's pretty really... low for what it tastes like. Yeah. It's good. The maple syrup flavor is usually 
hiding something a lot stronger than you think. Yeah, exactly. Especially like you said, with stouts, stouts mm-hmm. are usually like deceiving. Oh, they're pretty strong. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. nowadays. But you can get stouts that aren't that strong, but most people make stouts to like up the flavor and up the alcohol. 44 percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, messed up on one. Uh, but yeah, no. This beer, though, is able to keep it lower, but still keep the same flavor profile. Yeah. And keep the flavor as strong as I think the other ones do as well. Mm-hmm. It's not that heavy either. The one thing I will say is that having this like at the end of September where it's still been like 70 degrees during the day. Yeah. You know, we have all the windows open, the fans on mm-hmm. like it's still kind of summery right now. Like it takes a while for the summertime to kind of dissipate nowadays. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Global warming. <laughs> um, I think that. This would be better served mid-October to late October. Yeah. Or maybe mid-October to mid-November. At least in the Northeast where it's like, it's summer, it's winter, it's 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 <laughs> fall, it's summer, it's spring, it's winter, it's Take fall, a guess. it's summer. Um, I think at least in September here, we're still very much kind of summertime, but with Halloween decorations up. Yeah. And when we get to, let's say, second week of October, that's when things can kind of start getting to this point. Yeah. So we're a couple weeks too early or a few weeks too early, but we'll get to the point where this is kind of better. This would probably be a great beer on a Halloween party. Yes. Along with the whole, all obviously all pumpkin beers and anything that tries to make remake Ecto Cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, yeah, this is definitely a fall beer. This mm-hmm. is an excellent, uh, not replacement, an excellent addition to your fall beer repertoire that's not just pumpkin beer. Yeah. All the time. Agreed. Again, not uh, that I have anything wrong with pumpkin beer. I am a basic bitch when it comes to pumpkin <laughs> beer. Pumpkin beer me up. But also... <laughs> It's nice to have other beers that maybe represent the season that aren't pumpkin. Uh, but this kind of shows because that you can so do that. there's so many other flavors to draw from. Exactly. Yeah. And this this kind of shows that. cinnamon. Crumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can do tons of different fall flavors that really elicit that fall feeling. Well, you don't have to necessarily lie or rely on, on pumpkin or pumpkin pie type spices. Yeah. And the can or bottle art is pretty simple. So just a regular, you know, 12 ounce bottle. The main body of the bottle has an orange label. It's a brown bottle, by the way. And it says harvest. Bra- yeah, brown, not green. Yep. <laughs> harvest in just pretty plain font, just kind of stamped on there with a. Just a weird rounded polygon background of dark brown, and it's against an orange, pure orange background. There's a maple leaf in a dark brick red Underneath that, that takes up most of the rest of the body of the bottle. And the long long trail symbol next to the maple leaf, which is actually pretty small. And it's just a little, it's a hiker in the woods uh, against a red background. He's just hiking. Yeah. Hiking that long trail. And then it says Vermont Maple Ale underneath it. It's very simple logo, but it's definitely what you want for like a fall beer. Mm -hmm. All the colors are basically that dark brick red, that orange, the brown, the black and even the black isn't totally black it's like a chocolate black like a dark dark brown this is this is what i see when i when we're like driving down the merit on the trees on fall time yeah yeah. 
And the very top of the, that has just like this thin brown band across the top for like maybe no reason than other to elicit fall. On the left side, you just get the Long Trail Brewing Company, Bridgewater Corners, Vermont. Take a hike on up to the JCT of Route 4 and 100A. Interesting. There must be directions. Uh, longtrail.com. That was very small writing, by the way. And then you get the barcode, which is very small. And on the right side, you've got Caretakers of Vermont Craft in cursive. And that's TM, 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 just so you know. They got a bunch of dashes and they give you some information below. It's an ale. It's 4.4 alkali volume. It's 12 fluid ounces. The color, Auburn. No IBU or anything on this bottle. And then you've got the states you can get it in. And then take a hike in even bigger font with an R for restricted trademarked mm-hmm. you can't use that means you can't use take a hike as a beer motto and yeah that's all i got for the can and that's really all i've got for this beer yeah i mean final thoughts this is a solid fall beer it's a, it's awesome that it's not a stout because honestly but if it you still just, has like stout vibes yeah because if you just put your nose in the bottle and smell you're gonna think I got I got myself a stout here mm-hmm. and it's not because it's so li- it's so much lighter and it's more easy light drinking brown ale, which is also kind of a like unexpected surprise being that it is a brown ale, that it is still so light. Are most brown ales not a lower alcohol like 4.4? I feel like most brown ales are still around like five or six percent. OK, I know that's more brown ales are more your expertise because you love them so much <laughs> but yeah it's solid that fall flavor really maybe even more than pumpkin beer brings you into like a foresty kind of mm-hmm. leaves on the ground feeling like maybe because pumpkin is so pervasive like even in oh, august did you nowadays. see this note on the top oh that's right there is a note on the top on the neck there is a little note the government warnings on the top along with the long trail main logo which is the same red trail guy plus says long trail in the font harvest our legendary maple brown ale is brewed with a touch of vermont maple syrup to complement delicious notes of toffee and caramel derived from a toasty complex malt profile now they don't list cacao at all which means that toffee and caramel must be what we're getting as cacao well no because they they did say directly in the um the notes the description of the beer um, will warm your soul alongside the rich chocolate profile and earthy hop character of this classic American brown ale. Maybe they just knew that toffee and caramel together kind of make a cacao kind of note, like a chocolate note. Yeah, maybe. So it definitely has chocolatey notes like that. Mm-hmm. And I think this might be uh, a new thing for us. My club. Empty Mug Club at the same time. Ooh. <laughs> There's also a smaller beer there. Being a 12 ouncer. True. Yeah, I couldn't see this as light as it is because the flavors are, are more extreme. I It would be tough for a 24 ouncer. Yeah. At the very least, it, will, like, it would get warm before you finish it. Kind yeah. Of thing. I think that flavors like this, like fall and winter flavors, do better as a shorter pour. Yeah. And then you just have a second one if you want. 
Mm-hmm. But that's the same thing with a lot of the stronger beers that we get, like from 12%. It's like, I'd rather have two small ones mm-hmm. than a giant one. Cause it's like, I don't know when I'm going to want something that heavy necessarily. Yeah. Do you have any extra thoughts you'd like to add? No, I think we pretty much covered it. So I guess thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackinoneopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at crackinoneopen or shoot us an email at crackinoneopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions or suggestions because we always want to hear from you. That's right. It's true. What else you got to plug? I've got another podcast to do called Forgotten Cinema, a podcast uh, I do with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a movie was released at the same time or the film simply uh, was forgotten during its initial run. We'll discuss what you love about it, maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. Uh, you can find us on Forgotten Cinema Podcast or Forgotten Cinema Pod.com or uh, Forgotten Entertainment.com, as we are part of the Forgotten Entertainment family, just like this podcast. While you're there, check out all the other great podcasts, videos, all that good stuff that we have. And uh, starting next week, it's October. That yeah, means it's boy. spooktober. Uh-huh. So Forgotten Cinema is doing Forgotten Horror all month long. If you haven't listened to any of the other ones, check them out. This is our fifth or sixth Forgotten Horror. Uh, so we got a bunch of episodes uh, lined up for you this year. So Trilogy of Terror, Cursed, Event Horizon, or the others uh, check it out check out this this month's forgotten horror and we have tons of other forgotten horrors that we do so check those out we put them in playlists so that you can check them out all on their own as well uh they're pretty awesome Mm -hmm. and yeah that's what mostly what i got i guess i every month audible.com michael butler i mean most of my books are horror books so i don't make money of them if you don't buy them and if you buy them it's spooktober so it's the best time to buy them Go check them out. Hell yeah. And then a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Well, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, and we should say next week's episode. Well, so So we're going to be taking a week off. Yeah, skipping next week. And then we we, will be reporting back with all of the newest findings from Universal Studios. That's right. So if you want to know what we think about the Universal Studios beers, like as we drink them, uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Mm -hmm. We'll probably post some stories as we drink the new beers and all the different beers that we're going to be drinking. So, uh, yeah. Yes. So then our, our next episode, our next official episode will be coming out October 14th. Join us. Join Join us. Hello, my name is Andrew Morgan. My name is Shane Beauregard. And my name is Chris Frodell. And together, we form like Voltron to make a brand new entertainment and pop culture podcast called Recent Activity. Every Wednesday, we will bring you deep dive reviews of the hottest titles from around the film and TV world, previews of the next big things to add to your watch list, or do fun things like top five lists, movie drafts, or anniversary celebrations of your favorite classic films. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Starting May the 11th.